Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. Hello again. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sorry there wasn't one last week, but uh, things have been a bit mad at work as usual at this time of the year. And uh, unfortunately, that had to take precedence. I've had a burst of inspiration recently in the form of offering to write and DM uh, a campaign for some friends of mine uh, in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Um, So hopefully that will keep uh, the writing going over the next few weeks. I'm going to be DMing for uh, some very good friends of mine and fellow DMs, uh, Oz Mills, uh, Mark Humes, among others. And um, I'm sure I'll uh, get in a little bit of information about what that's about uh, in future episodes. This is the first part out of a three-part flash fiction series um, about the ending of another facet of the fantasy world of Giant's Reach uh, as it turns into something more industrial. Uh, So I hope you enjoy it. The Messenger, Part 1 The leather satchel at Artisano's side was thin, deflated, and he shook his head. How long had it been since it bulged with letters? The wind plucked at the tuft of hair that stuck out from under his flight hat, the high altitude catching at his breath. He was warm beneath the layers of ridged leather and wool that covered him, but the freezing wind nipped at his lined cheeks nonetheless. We're almost there, his mount hummed. The owl's voice sounded a little tinny as it reached him, coming from the yellow jewel embedded at her throat. Hold on, I'm going to bank. Artisano leaned closer to the saddle, and gripped the handle tightly with both hands as Wicks began her descent. They plunged through the clouds and down below, and as he saw what lay before them, Artisano groaned. The city unfolded below them, grey and sprawling, a thicket of chimney stacks spread across it like skeletal fingers poking from a grave. From each and every one poured thick smoke, the plumes gathering together into a pole that hung over the city. The owl straightened out, throwing her wings wide to glide just above the foul-looking smoke. I don't want to go through that, Wicks said. Me either. But we've got a job to do, Artisano called back, and it's not like we get to work every day. Or even every week, he finished silently. Business had been shrinking steadily for months, as more post was carried by train. At least someone appreciated hand delivery. The giant barn owl flew on for a moment before committing to the dive. Artisano held his breath and hoped that his goggles would protect his eyes. Grim, grey darkness descended, the only measure of their progress the thrill of his stomach being left behind, the lightness of his limbs, and then they burst out of the cloud. Wicks wove her way between chimneys, their progress down smoother now, and she circled for a moment over the northern part of the city. "'Got a problem, Art?' she called. "'Can you see the platform?' He leaned precariously over the side and peered down to the patchwork of streets below. "'It should be just within the walls. Northern... Wait, the wall's gone.' 
And the platform with it, I think, Wick said. I can see a patch of land about where it used to be, though. I'll land there. She brought them around for the final approach, fast enough that Artisano clenched his teeth. But at the last moment, just when it seemed that they would hit one of the tenement buildings on either side, she beat her wings furiously to slow them down. They landed, in a cloud of dust that rivalled the smoke above. Artisano undid the straps and slid from the saddle. The buildings around the small patch of ground were three or four storeys tall, small windows opening into dark interiors. A few were decorated, small terracotta pots with flowers hanging from straps, but most were bare. At street level, wooden boards had been put up to cordon off the empty plot. The street beyond sounded busy, the rattle of wagon and carriage wheels mingling with a mumbled chatter. Two pairs of eyes peered out from the very edge of the hoarding, wide and bright. Artisano removed his goggles and went over. One of the pairs of eyes disappeared, its owner darting back behind the hoarding, and he slowed so as not to spook the other. Hey, kid, this is Centrum, right? From behind the rough wood stepped a young girl, her sandy hair cut raggedly short as if to match the rough pinafore she wore. She nodded. That's right, mister. She stared for a moment more, then pointed at the owl. Can I stroke your owl? She's not mine, but you can ask her if you can stroke her, Artisano said. He was about to go on, but she had already run past him and was running hands over Wix's feathers. Listen, I was wondering, what happened to the messenger spire that used to be in this part of the city? The answer came from the other child, a thin boy of around ten, who had peered back around the hoarding. They knocked it down, mister. It was right here, a couple of days ago. But now it's going to be our new home. His skin was grubby, cheeks slightly sunken, but his solemn eyes pierced right through Artisano. Why? They said no messengers fly anymore, or not enough to keep it here. We need a place to live, and Mum says that we can live here when the beavers build it. The boy cocked his head to one side as though thinking, his eyes flicking all over Artisano's gear. You must be here to deliver a message. Just the one. The messenger took his gloves off and slid the single envelope out of his satchel. I don't suppose you know a Riggs, Mr. Bertram Riggs. It... Is everything okay? The boy's eyes had widened, his lips pinched together. An artisano turned at a gasp from the girl. She had stopped petting wicks, and was pressed back against the owl's body instead. Mr. Riggs, you can find him at the manufactory, the boy said. He beckoned the girl over and she fled to his side. Only, don't tell him you saw us, okay? He doesn't know we're not there. And where is this, Artisano began. But even as the words left him, the children were leaving. The boy turned back just long enough to point east, before leaving the messenger and the owl alone in the empty lot. You've been listening to Flash Fiction, written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash Giant's Reach, where you can find more fiction just like this, 